You're listening to Three Mob Radio. Day two, day two, and Australia just wiped the floor with um, Pakistan. My name is Larry Kudzai, and I am Kudzai Chipiza at Cricket underscore Kudzai. Dude, um, first of all, <laughs> you couldn't have predicted this. Okay, result: Australia winning, but by this much. No, I couldn't have yesterday. I said um, Pakistan will prevail, and Australia just came out and played a really. You know, well-composed type game, they were sure of themselves the whole time. But what I, what I did pick out was, it was mostly Pakistan not showing up, more than Australia being being uh, the better side. The, the top four batsmen, the, the, the shots being played there, trying to cut a ball that is that close to your body. Yeah. I mean, look, he the, the, was getting extra bounce and, and that sort of thing, which is all great, and, you know, gravy and so forth. And we see uh, Grand Flower there again, <laughs> just walking past us. Again. But uh, the, 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 the way that there were so many careless shots, Sure, uh, Finch took some great catches, but you get, get you offering something. I like something uh, that happened yesterday, just after the Zimbabwe-Pakistan game. A lot of the Australian players came out onto the onto the square and had a look at the strip they're going to be playing on. So I take it that they had a lot of knowledge on the type of wicket they're going to play on today. And straight away, when Aaron Finch, the captain, won the toss, he elected to ball. He knew what, how the wicket was going to play. And straight away, Billy Stanley was successful. He got some extra bounce and was bowling with a lot of steam. And it appeared as though Pakistan, Pakistan top order batsmen had no idea or they didn't expect it to bounce as much, which for me boiled down to just knowledge of conditions and perhaps not reading the pitch in, in what way it was going to play. And if you look at it, I when I was sitting in the in the uh, press box, uh, did the place he said the thing that impressed him about Aaron Finch is that he remembered. Uh, what you call it, diplomacy from the last time they came here, mm. which gives the impression that they, they, they're pretty knowledgeable about everywhere they visit and how it plays and so mm. forth. Yeah, conditions of the game are, are important. Uh, kudos to Aaron Finch for recalling <laughs> even the press people, press personnel there. But you know, knowledge of conditions plays a pivotal role in, in this game, especially the shorter format where. You know, a few overs can change the outcome of your game. So if you're on top of the at least the conditions and then be able to marshal and change your bowling options well, then you've got a very good chance of winning a T20 game. So looking at uh, Billy Stanley, when I was talking to him in the press conference, where he said the first time he's been called, asked to bowl four overs in the trot. Uh, we were talking about it earlier to say, uh, you know, the, um, uh, you can see the reasoning around Hamilton Masakata taking out the now injured uh, Carl Jarvis, Carl Jarvis mm. who is now going to be replaced by Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, that kind of aggression, that instinct, like, okay, mm. Penis, there's something that's happening here. Let, Let me, me keep it going. Keep it going. Uh, that's a lot to say for Finch's captaincy, isn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, with captaincy, it's. it's 
what if it comes off or not you know had he kept him on and then uh, needed him later on in the innings if Pakistan managed to play him well then everybody was going to be was going to be saying look why didn't you why did you bowl uh, Billy Stanley out the same thing with Hamilton Masakadze his best bowler yesterday was Carl Jarvis so he was probably thinking over 18 and over 20 keeping for for the death overs and then because he was going very well he wasn't going for for any runs and he had mm. taken an early wicket so the aggression it has it's two-faced it can come off or it might not so it's like i said it takes a bold captain to then say okay my bowler is on a roll he might get me more wickets um if it doesn't come off it can easily be mistaken for greed okay so let's make way for the roller yeah. because we're actually uh doing our podcast right in front of the cricket uh, the australian and pakistan batsmen doing uh, their preparations for tomorrow's match so what you what is going past there isn't a generator being started because a studio lights have gone out anyway <laughs> but i mean i think it also comes down to seeing the rhythm of your bowler so probably he's looked at Stanley and say okay does this guy still have something to give me at this moment he's on a roll his eyes you know have gone big and so forth i think that that is a big factor isn't it it is i mean uh, billy Stanley, in my opinion is is one bowler the they're trying to identify for perhaps the 2019 World Cup. Um, in the press conference, he actually said uh, a lot of the, the, the guys and the bowling coach were advising him to be more aggressive in his bowling. So um, the way your captain manages you, he said so himself that, you know, he, he would like to, to be more aggressive. And the way uh, uh, the captain Aaron Finch has managed him has shown that um, he's he would like to take on the position of the spearhead of the attack and 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 do well. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, Hazelwood and uh, Stark have had injury problems of late, so I mean, there's a possibility you might miss them out, miss out in the next year. But of course, if Stark and Hazelwood are fit, of course they're on the front uh, of that attack. But mm. I mean, having a Stan Lake in the locker as well, mm. being the third uh, pace mm. bowler, it's, mm. you can't go wrong with that. Mm. But Zimbabwe, what do you do after seeing such a performance? Uh, do, you, do you see that as uh, Pakistan didn't pitch up and the, we could get something from here or at least be competitive or, or like, okay, this is going to be terrible? Well, I, like, like uh, I think it was Asif Ali yesterday in the press conference who said a T20 is such an unpredictable format of the game. I'll, I'll reiterate that. Um, they might turn up tomorrow Zimbabwe, turn up with their best team. I still want to see Sifas Rowe opening the batting um, and turn over Australia. You never know, but from the way it's looking, uh, they're looking solid and they look determined to win the Tri-Series to <laughs> regain that number one spot in the T20 ranking. So I think it's going to be more of the same. Australia will prevail tomorrow. But uh, looking at it, somebody could have said, Zimbabwe, why did you choose Australia and Pakistan, the number one and two virtual teams to play? But you didn't, the way I see it is you want to play sides like this so that you get a proper understanding of where you are. Because, I mean, we, we pretty much almost became exclusively a, uh, Afghanistan favorite opposition for a while. Uh, those are the ones who only play. So getting to play teams like that can only develop players like, uh, you know, like um, Tadisam Sakanda, like, uh, you know, even Sifas Joao, because they generally won't be able to meet the number one and two player teams in the world and, you know, might not even qualify for the 2020 uh, yeah. World T20. Yeah. I mean, in any sport, you'd like to play the best in, in the business. I mean, there's no point 
playing no no disrespect to any other lower sides but i'm saying if what what you what tests your abilities to to come up against the best sides and see how you fare so i, I think it's a good it, it was a good thing that they they managed to pull off a tricycle with the best two sides in the world right now um and hopefully uh, the zimbabwean batters and the bowlers will get some good experience from it. and also if you look at it um I think, to, to a large extent, if Australia had just come here straight, mm. right, they probably wouldn't have performed as well, mm. having uh, as if they like they've gone to England and played a proper side. They kind of gave them an indication of where they are, mm. so they can recalibrate themselves, especially mm. with, without Warner and and Smith and the likes in the team. Yeah, often when a team performs best when they're coming off. Uh, a string of losses and then they're trying to make up for them and then almost like the team almost gets together and says look guys we need to uh, raise our game especially when there's a slide in ranking and they feel um, perhaps uh, in terms of consistency they're, they're dropping so they raise their intensity and there's no better place than to come down to Zimbabwe uh, in a tri-series with Zim and Pakistan and, and, and improve themselves so I, I do concur that um, it's good calibration to come out of uh, England 5-0 in the ODI. They also lost the, the one-off T20, come here and then raise your game. And then uh, for Zimbabwe, if you're Hamilton Masakaza, what's your, what's your game plan? Out of, out of thought, I saw, I saw just after this, the completion of this match that they're preparing the last strip uh, furthest to the right. So if you're looking at the square from the golf course in, that's the one to the extreme right. Um, that strip is the same one they played Ireland on during the uh, World Cup qualifiers and beat them. It was turning, turning square. Um, Graham Creamer got wicked, so did Tendai Chisoro. Um, so perhaps tomorrow's wicket will, will turn. Perhaps tomorrow it's, it's a better day um, to, to play two spinners like he did yesterday. You, you, you can't be sure, but one thing, if I were Hamilton Masakaza is get Sivas Joao back in the top of the order, okay? Get perhaps a Brendan Mavuta to see how, how much he can do for you. Um, and then perhaps a Ryan Murray for, for PJMO. Okay, uh, so that's happening tomorrow, but let's talk about something else that uh, came out of the ICC where there's speculation that the ICC is looking, the full member side, are uh, actually uh, looking at curbing uh, the number of T20 competitions that are played in the world and also uh, looking at someone almost got a wheel. You see, you see a ball that went up really high. In a normal match, that's probably a miscued shot that's, that's caught at mid-off. But I mean, like if you look at it, the 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 number of t20 tournaments now next year you'll have a t20 tournament every year every day yeah. every, every every month, month rather. Yeah. and right now we've got a situation where mm -hmm. uh canada mm -hmm. an associate nation mm -hmm. has got a t20 of its own mm -hmm. and uh norway which is not even really known that much in the mm -hmm. ranks of t20 mm -hmm. has been able, able to attract players from pakistan as part of their current There's a swarm t20. Of bees overhead <laughs> We'll be done by the time they get here. Yeah. I think they fancy the Australians right now. Yeah. So the qu question is, what what are you, uh, what do you, what are your thoughts on on G20 clubs? Uh, I mean leagues versus international cricket. I read something from Tim Wigmore about um, with the structure in which cricket 
is going to go now? Is he going to go the structure of football where uh, club football is bigger than international football? And then there are more uh, club matches, of course, in leagues than there are international matches going around. Um, or perhaps uh, cricket would like to maintain the international matches being the mainstay of the game and then franchise leagues being perhaps uh, secondary after after, after, after the, the international games. I, I'm not sure of that, but in terms of relevance, ICC obviously is trying to go in the direction of having less t- T20 franchise leagues and then more international fixtures. Uh, obviously for them it's, it's easier to manage and govern the game uh, than if there are all sorts of T20 leagues going around the world. But if it were up to me, I'd have more... There's obviously more cricket and there's obviously more money in the game if, they, if, if the game is um, more centred around the T20 format and if there are more T- T20 leagues around the world. If you're India, I, I, my, my supposition is my position that maybe you're worried about the dilution of, of the IPL because the IPL used to be the flagship program where everybody wants to be there and it probably still will be for a bit because of the amount of money that's just in there. But the, the, can that be a factor that, for example, the global T20 works out and, and, the, and then the South Africa one that is expected to start at the end of the year and then you've got the Big Bash League. Now you've got a couple of competing leagues where players have options. I, I doubt that. I mean, the, the Indian Premier League is, is a juggernaut. I mean, their leagues ahead, excuse the pun, you know, their streets ahead of everybody else. They've got the numbers. They, they, they're a lot bigger. They, they've got a head start ahead of everybody else. Besides, the ICC give them a clear window. There are no fixtures um, during Except their Pakistan. tournament. Pakistan plays in that period. <laughs> but I've just seen the recent FTP that they released. There are no international fixtures no, during no, but I mean, they, they do bilateral. bilateral. Pakistan, they're not official fixtures, Visual, but, yes. but Pakistan play during that period. Yeah. I mean, there was, Pakistan or West Indies were playing during the IPL. Yeah, but, but my point was mm. going to be um, the IPL is not really under threat uh, in terms of dilution from any other league. But I think the reason being um, they, their product is a lot different the way they market it. And locally, they've got a, already got a, a bigger following. They, they're appealing to a bigger market already. But one thing I'd like to emphasize about T20 cricket around the world, to come back to your question about the fear of dilution, is it's bringing more money to into the game. You know, before if if you couldn't make the national team, then you can't you can't, you can't be no a professional. Mm. But then now, you, it's possible that you can you cannot make the, your international uh, or your national team and still go on to make a good living out of cricket. David Warner uh, played for for an IPL side before he got his first cap in T20s, and so so have many other uh, players since him. So adding to that, that opens up for players from Papua New Guinea and mm. so forth. Yeah. will now have no chance of playing at the World Cup yeah. uh, for the next foreseeable future until the ICC yeah. makes uh, changes of some sort or the other. Yeah. So are we say is that now the route because of the audit, like for example, yeah. uh, to, to, to borrow a, 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 a pun from pool, from pool yeah. did the ICC snooker itself by saying we're going to limit the number of international uh, international the, teams mm. and the number of teams in international competitions mm. did they snooker themselves a little bit by mm. forcing people to reinvent and find different ways of doing things now to a certain extent i mean one thing for certain is uh, the game's growing with icc or not the game's still going to grow and uh, from the looks of it there's an there's an appetite for the game on in terms of viewership 
which brings advertiser money into the game as well. So if 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 you limit the number of uh, internationals or teams that can participate at it's an international tournament, then inversely what's going to happen is a lot of the attention will go into the franchise leagues, and rightfully so. Uh, if there's an appetite, uh, there's need to be for it to be fed. We could talk about this until the cows come home. Well, we get in touch uh, at cricket underscore kudzai, right? That's correct. With a Y I at the end, That's by the way. Yeah. And uh, at Kwiri Rai, uh, send your questions for tomorrow's uh, mm. podcast, mm. In which we'll be uh, talk, reviewing the game between Australia mm. and uh, Australia and, mm. and Zimbabwe. Yeah. <laughs> cheers, Larry. It's so, been yeah. good. Thanks for your time. Uh, cheers. Cheers, then. Cheers, mate. No, 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 Bye. This is a 3Mob Radio production. www.3-mob.com